Welcome back to Awakening Reformation, where Reformation awakens now. My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica, the weaker vessel. Hey, listeners. If you would like to get to know more about Awakening Reformation podcast, we are a part of Rebel Alliance Media. You can go to rebelalliancemedia.com for more info. You'll find two more podcasts in our group. Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids is meant for kids and families, or anyone really, and it's a short podcast on church history. It comes out on Mondays, and we do that with our children. The Rebel Podcast comes out on Wednesdays with P-Nate and Pooty. And they've been having some guest speakers on and kind of doing some cool stuff lately. Yeah, they had a great gentleman named Corey, and... They were good episodes. Yes. Very practical for Great Commission, evangelism, engaging the culture, apologetics type stuff. It was really good. Also, there's like a weekly engagement video that is released on Facebook. So if you don't follow us on all of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, do it. Because Poots has been putting out some fire this week. Yeah, they've been titling those. Putting out meaning like creating, not like actually putting out. And they've been titling those unpopular opinions yes so they're they're kind of the hot button they are topics. unpopular and they are an opinion so but go a check it out one. we also have a eschatology series on the website that's super helpful for free go check it out we do have a store with a few yep ebooks that's new go check out the store guys yeah. it's all super economically accessible so go check out all of the awesome things that Rebel Alliance Media has to offer you. We greatly appreciate it. Yes, we do. And if you just want to give us a junk ton of money, that's cool too. You We're can down donate that too. on our Facebook page as well. Yeah, Nate, Nate and Corey actually talked about that. Did they? On the podcast. I know because I listened. Yeah, you know. Just kidding. Sorry, guys. I'm a little bit behind. <laughs> not yet. As we record this, not yet. I will. I mean, it's like the I day. always do. It's like the day of, so, you know. I feel like we pre-recorded so many podcasts because you were in school and I was out of state for like six weeks. So we pre-recorded a bunch of really cool content with Sandra and Scotty. Now we're back in the saddle and so much has happened in the last six weeks. And tonight we are breaking away from our bite-sized Burkoff series. Yep. We're going to take a break for a little while. We've We've had enough bites for a while. We are full. Of Burkoff for a while. We well, must digest. Yeah. I mean, it's heavy stuff. It's going to take a while. That's right. So We'll ta- come back eventually. Yeah. Because we do want to go through that whole book. Yep. That was our goal, was to be able to go through the whole book. So we'll come back to that. But tonight we're going to talk about a couple things that are very contextual for us. Um, we're going to talk about being a Christian in New York and specifically New York City and yeah. just kind of the stuff that has happened that has gained nationwide attention, but it's happening right here where we're at right now. Literally in our backyard. For those of you who don't know, we do reside currently in Brooklyn, New York. So for us, the things that are appalling people nationwide is very personal because we are walking amongst people who are the ones who are supporting this type of legislator and encouraging the types of behaviors that have gotten us to this point. Yeah, the people who voted in 
Yeah. Cuomo. Cuomo, right? Yeah. Is that how you say his name? Cuomo. Cuomo. So we're going to talk about the the bill that he signed into law a little bit a, a couple weeks ago. And then we're going to talk a little bit about... Some politicians. Some politicians. A very... Actually, pretty much everything we're talking about has to do with either pastors or politicians tonight. It's true, huh? So we're talking about none other than AOC. Mm-hmm. The... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Nailed it. Good job, babe. Yeah. That's a hard name for me. <laughs> I never get it right. I'm just like, hey, God, AOC. <laughs> I hope I got that right. That's why everyone just calls her about. AOC, though. Yeah. She is certainly, I don't know, whether famous or infamous, everybody knows who she is. Okay. So, so we will hit a few other topics along the way, but let's start yeah. Right away with the bill that Governor Cuomo signed in January. Yeah. So he, what he did, as some are suggesting in preparation for the possibility of Roe v. Wade actually being overturned, he wrote a statewide abortion protection bill, basically, that... He signed it, yeah. Yeah. He signed into law a bill protecting the rights, I'm doing air quotes here because I just cannot seriously call it a right, the right for women to have abortions and to have access to facilities that perform murder on unborn babies. Yes. It was the passage of the Reproductive Health Act, and that was signed in on January 22nd. And when he signed this bill into law, he was surrounded by a bunch of women primarily mm-hmm. and a group full of legislators and such that are basically applauding him as he's signing this bill that would ultimately condemn thousands and thousands of babies in the state of New York to death. Yeah. And this enabled women to abort their child, their unborn child, up into the very due date. So, like, you could be at your due date in labor, getting ready to, like, give birth and basically have a physician come in and kill your child. And actually, I think I misspoke. It doesn't even have to be a physician. You do not have to have any medical licensing under this particular law to even perform an abortion. Mm -hmm. You could literally not be a doctor, not be a nurse, like, zero medical background at all. And you can do these types of abortions on a full-term child and a woman. Like, just thinking about that makes my head spin. And there's no protection for a botched abortion either, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if they are trying to abort this nine-month-old in the womb and it doesn't work and they still deliver the baby, because that woman went in there to have an abortion, that's still what they do. They won't provide any life-saving measures well, on the child. It's interesting to me how when... Shortly after Roe versus Wade happened, that the argument for the pro-death camp was very much, let's keep abortion um, legal, safe, and rare. Um, that was Clinton even in the 90s that was saying that. Yeah. And they will still you know, have pickets and signs mm-hmm. and stuff that say, keep it legal, safe, and rare. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's legal. But even in this bill, it's not keeping it safe because a doctor doesn't have to be the one to perform this procedure on the woman. So even just by their own standard, it's not making abortion any safer. It's actually making it less safe and is not keeping it rare. Now we're just saying we're broadening the the spectrum of 
the gestation of the child who can be murdered. So we're we're making it more available, more accessible. And in New York City, the abortion rate is already so astronomical that thinking yeah. about it getting any higher is almost unfathom- unfathomable. <laughs> I can't say that word. I can't talk right now. The other thing that this bill did that really just boils my blood is that he also took away any legal ramifications for harming an unborn baby. That is wanted by the mother. Right. Yeah, that is wanted. So I know some states, if you murder a mom who's pregnant, you get two counts of murder. Or even vehicular manslaughter. Like right. if I'm pregnant charged twice. and someone T-bones my car and my infant dies, yeah. but I'm fine. I can, I mean, the state will still usually prosecute for manslaughter based yeah. on the death of my infant because the person was driving irresponsibly or was drunk or whatever. But in the state of New York City, if that were to happen, there's absolutely no, no legal grounds for any type of action. And they had to because it's consistent. It's I mean, not yeah, a person. they are. They're being absolutely them, consistent. Yeah. To them, it's not a person. So they're, they're consistent. It's not a person. But. The mom, but if the mom believes it's a person, right, her beliefs get chucked out the window. If the mom, like you said, wants that baby, mm-hmm. now a guy can go up to her, kick her in the stomach, and- Well, he'd get charged with assault. On sure. the woman, right. Yeah. Which, what do you get, a month? You get or, nothing in the state I mean, of New York City. I mean, you get nothing, right. Actually, you might, you know, be given Community free service. college or something. <laughs> okay. You'd just be rehabilitated, that's all. Yeah. You'd get job experience. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's it is ridiculous. You'd come out better, but yep. But if he caused, we are not advocating for this. No, no yeah. Anyway, we got to do another episode on like justice and stuff. Yes, but the but if he causes that woman to miscarry, there's there's no charges that yeah. are that relate to the mother is just the kid experiencing tremendous loss, and there's nothing that she can do to nope. seek for any type of justice. Yeah. Back with Roe v. Wade, and like you said, with, you know, make it legal, safe, and rare, that was just the, that was just how they sold it to begin with, yep. but they really wanted more. They wanted... Well, because they have literally gone outside their own parameters want. to make it, yes, legal, but not safe and rare. Now it's very common and drastically yeah. now uh, it's just unsafe legal. for the mother and the child, obviously. Yeah, many evangelical leaders have have said this and they've said that one of the most dangerous places in new york state now is inside the womb yeah one in four children that are conceived in the state of new york are aborted one in four that's 25 percent of all pregnancies end in abortion and the statistic is even higher for children who are black or Mm -hmm. hispanic of any type of you know any type of minority Right. That statistic is only increased. I think the last one that I saw was that up to 50%, I think it was 48%, but possibly 50% of all African-American pregnancies in the state of New York City are terminated. That's crazy. And we know that because Planned Parenthood is trying to set up shop in poor African-American minority neighborhoods that the accessibility to abortions for mothers who are black or latina is greater yeah and you know what they say look what great health care we're giving to minorities yeah it, oh and yeah pat it's, themselves on the back for it's, being. it's pitched as like this great thing that we're doing that we are reaching out to you know minority women and giving them this option yeah 
And it's racially profiling the death of a people group. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's literally no different than that which happened in Mm -hmm. Nazi Germany. Only instead of us capturing the Jewish people and putting them to death, we're basically convincing the Jewish people that it's a good idea for them to die and kill their own children. And they say thank you. And then they say thank you and pay you. And vote for you. Yeah. And vote you back for another term. So the Guttmacher Institute... In 2014, it said some 119, 940 abortions were provided in New York. And this is New York residents and people out of state coming here. Mm -hmm. So they're probably in a state that doesn't allow it at certain points. Right, yeah, because if you can't have the type of abortion you want in your state, you will just visit New York and we will gladly perform whatever it is that you're searching for. this This is five years old. It said that it was a decline, 13% decline. In New York between 2011 and 2014, praise God. But there's another staggering statistic, at least to put it into context for New York. This is why I want to share this. New York represents 12.9% of all abortions in the United States. Of all the 50 states, New York has 13% of it. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I thought that was staggering. Yeah, it is. It's So it matters. Like this bill... Matters a lot for this state, you know, in In particular, particular, because so many happen here and now even more are going to happen. That that percentage decline, I don't know what it is from 2014 till now, but it's certainly going to go up now. Right. We've broadened the spectrum of who can have an abortion. Mm -hmm. So even if it is just, you know, two or three percent, it's still an increase. Um, I think what what is so sad about things that happen in New York City is not only that it happens in our backyard, which is very heartbreaking. When any type of tragedy happens, you always identify more personally when it is happening to you or someone you love or locally, which is obviously our case and our situation. But Mm -hmm. I think that what makes it even more devastating is that historically, it's not hard to prove that New York sets trends. Whatever happens in New York eventually will happen in California. And then whatever happens there is going to then make its way through the Midwest and the South. And so... Yeah, the big cities everywhere. But New York historically has always set the culture. People might say, well, of course this is happening in New York City. New York City is full of, you know, insane liberals and all kinds of debaucherous behavior. Mm -hmm. But... It is dangerous to think that it will stay in New York. Exactly. We've already seen other states try and copy Cuomo's law. And I think some of the states were Illinois, I know, is trying to copy. Yeah. Um, there were a few other ones. Was it Washington State? There, No, Washington State's was already this bad. Was it? But they don't have nearly the population. Exactly. New yeah. York City does. Yep. Like Seattle's a big city. But the whole there were several other states that after New York that Governor Cuomo signed this bill in New or this law in New York. Yeah, they paved the way. They really are. It has inspired other states. I think maybe Vermont. Yeah. Um, was one of them. It was a few of the the pretty liberal ones that, you know, they got motivation from this. They saw the praise from the from the left. Mm -hmm. You know, like we talked about that sight of him signing and all these people cheering and clapping was sickening. But it's motivated the left to to do the same thing. It has motivated more conservative states, though, to do the opposite. Do the opposite mm-hmm. and to really push for bans, banning and conservative o- legislation. Yeah, right. So 
So that's been good too. There's a lot of states that are pushing that stuff. And the last, the last election go around, I remember there was, it was Alabama, West Virginia, and several states that are cutting all funding to Planned Parenthood that are doing, you know, they're, they're making small steps mm-hmm. towards. Well, even this last week, we saw that abortion. President Trump cut 50 million or 60 million. I've seen conflicting reports. Oh, okay. But either 50 million or 60 million dollars um, of taxpayer funding from Planned Parenthood. Yep. And there's still a lot more taxpayer money that is funneled into and given to Planned Parenthood. But, I mean, 50 or 60 million is a good place to start. And I know a lot of Christians are anti-incrementalists. I know a lot of Christians were very disgusted with the fact that, you know, any type of pro-life win or pro-life push in the right direction to them might seem like, well, we're just compromising. Mm-hmm. And we're still compromising in our sin. And I don't think we should view it that way. I think we should say we are post-millennials. We think that the right. change in our culture is going to be gradual. But yep. our, the change in our culture is definite. So as we inch forward, and sometimes every inch is a painful inch, and it's mm-hmm. you know wrought with blood, sweat, and tears. But when we get that inch further- we need to rejoice yeah. and not just complain because we've not gotten any further. You do see those signs and it's it should be encouraging. It shouldn't it shouldn't slow us down because the numbers five, ten years ago was, I think, about half a million abortions a year. Mm-hmm. And now it's just over 300,000 a mm-hmm. year. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's huge. Um, what is that, 40% that's gone down? Still 300,000 are being aborted every year which is staggering and ridiculous if even one was it's worth a fight to have it outlawed you know so so it is encouraging that we see that states are making progress yeah are making progress against abortion and we just got to keep fighting we got to keep sharing on social media we got to keep responding with disgust over this this genocide in our Mm -hmm. country so in response to cuomo's bill There were things that happened in the state of New York. We had buildings that were lit up, praising the great feat that this was, that Mm -hmm. we can now kill our own children. And it was lauded as heroic and everyone praised Cuomo and it was disgusting. But there was one person who you and I know were both waiting to hear from, someone who is very influential in the reformdom, who's even Presbyterian. Yep. Who has one of the biggest PCA churches? I think it's the biggest. Is it? I think Ed Briarwood might be bigger, but yeah. So we're talking about Tim Keller, obviously. Tim Keller was... In all fairness, he is not the pastor of Redeemer anymore. But he's often writing op-eds in newspapers. For the New Yorker, for New York Times. He's still asked to be an opinion. I mean, he still writes blogs and articles. Mm -hmm. And so he's not... He's not silent. Though he's retired, he's not silent. And I was really waiting to hear something either from Tim Keller or just from Redeemer. Period. Period. We attended Redeemer for a short while. Yep. We get emails from them and emails about the goings-on of the church, different outreach ministries, different conferences and stuff that gets put on. And not once did we get any type of communication. Did we see any response from Tim Keller or Redeemer? No, his and his silence was deafening. Like this is his city that he has 
cried out yeah. to you know the entire world and said, "This is where culture is made. Come to the city." Right. And he's right. This is where culture is made. Yeah. This city is incredibly influential in the world. And if that's the case, why is he not using any platform he has to speak out against this? That to me was so incredibly disappointing. In fact, he did not say anything, but you know who did? Who did? Another very famous pastor in New York City, Carl Lentz. Hillsong? Yep. Carl Lentz did? Carl Lentz did. Well, didn't he? He was on The View, right? And he was kind of shaky kind of on pans- the abortion. Yeah, he, he kind of pansied out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, well, when this happened, he made a public statement completely condemning. Really? Mm-hmm. I was super proud of him. I should see if I can find the quote. Yeah, please find that because that's, I really want to hear what what he said because that's shocking. That's, man, That that is, that's damning to Tim Keller. Mm-hmm. They're this conservative beacon of hope The in, you know, the super secular liberal new york city but look what they're doing they're being silent when it's too easy for him to send out one little tweet there are so many different tactics you could use to speak out against this approval of murder in the state of new york carl lentz actually posted on instagram which is like the best like i mean we were always talking about using all of social media to you know further the fight so he posts on his Instagram, where he has 622.1 thousand followers. So, you know, pretty famous. Awesome. And it was a picture of he and his three kids when they were little. And he said, I found this old photo recently. And I remember taking me years to process that these little people had come into our world. A miracle without a doubt. I am saddened and angry that we are now a state that has made it legal to have an abortion even until the last day of a pregnancy. Wow. I spent hours talking to lawyers and people who hold opposing views on this issue. Although it is layered and there is language in it that are that some are claiming will protect mothers in peril, the only way I can describe where we are and where this all is headed is evil, shameful, and demonic. And I don't use those words lightly, but they are applicable here. And it goes on. That's amazing. So that comes from Carl Lentz. All you conservative reforms out there. Yeah. That's really cool. So shame on you, Tim Keller and Redeemer, yeah. for being quiet. Carl Lentz of Hillsong yeah. can stand up and grow a spine and speak out, but you can't. Shame on you and all of your uh, confessions that you hold to and all of your doctrine that you all hold to. All your cultural savvy that you have and your faith and work you know, ministry to teach people how to live out their faith in the workplace. It's despicable. Shame on you. Carl Lentz can actually point at the idol in our culture and call it for what it is. While he's posting a picture of his own children. And you guys have your hands over your mouths. Better not lose our cool status. Yeah. Better not lose our cool status. It's despicable. If there was something that was released, we have not heard of it. So maybe yeah. we should throw that out there. If there was something said, I've looked. I have looked find too. It. If you know, I was yeah. waiting for it. Yeah. I was wait, and I was waiting to get an email from Redeemer because we get emails all the time. Yeah, we got nothing. There was nothing on it about this bill passed in New York, so everyone be aware. Like there was nothing in the newsletter. Nothing. So if there was that. something that we are unaware of, we apologize. We did We'd not see it. it. We would love to read it. Yep. If there was something that was missed, we will publicly apologize to Tim Keller and Redeemer sincerely. But as it is right now, you guys are cowards. You have a perfect opportunity to be a light and to stand up for justice. 
for all the justice you guys speak about, all the social justice yeah. that Keller and Redeemer talks about doing in this city. It's all for naught. Because you're sure striking out right now. You're literally silent when it comes to preserving the life of the most helpless. Exactly. So, that brings us to Alexandria. AOC. Alexandra. Ocasio. That's why I just say AOC. So, AOC. We'll call her that. I think it's Alexandra Ocasio Ortez. Cortez. Golly, I can't say her name. It's too many crazy names. I mean, yeah. So, I'm sticking to AOC. Okay, AOC. So, she, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, known by her initials AOC, is a Democratic U.S. representative for New York's 14th Congressional District. So she took office January 3rd of this year. So she's new. She's Very coming new. in with a blaze of fire. Yep. She's known for being incredibly stupid. I don't know how else to put it. She just says things that are well. Her first very unintelligent. Right. Her first splash, I think, on the internet was that she couldn't name the three branches of government. Yeah. Even though, like... Which is executive, legislative, and judicial. Yay! I need a cheering sound effect for... I know, right? Okay. So, obviously, she's liberal Democrat. Yeah. I think she serves... Her district serves... uh, The Bronx and Queens. Yep. Uh, If you know anything about the Bronx, it's not really known to be, you know, the higher end of New York City. Yeah. There are good people that live in the Bronx. Yeah, I'm sure there's thousands of... Great, great people that live in the Bronx and But it's Queens. kind of the ghetto. Yeah, it's just not well taken care of. It's low income, a lot of minorities. A lot of welfare. Yeah. Um, Are we painting a good picture here? No, I mean, it's just the low income part of the... Those so, are the more low income boroughs. So this is who she's representing. Right. She has been elected she represents these people. to represent, yes. Which, if you look, she doesn't represent them. No, she She's doesn't. not like them at all. No. She has a good education. Her parents afforded her a lot of benefits. Mm-hmm. It's not like she came from that same side of the tracks. So I know her mother was an immigrant from Puerto Rico, I think. So here she is. This. She went to Boston University. Yeah. But she only has a bachelor's. Yeah. Well, it shows because she doesn't even know the three branches of government. So, um. I don't have a bachelor's. Don't hear me. I, I have a high school degree. So she's a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. Yes, so. very socialist, outspoken socialist. Yeah, like she's like all for it. One of her more popular recent comments was when she was discussing the climate change, her alleged climate change. Mm-hmm. You guys can go to Rebel Alliance Media or our Facebook page. And we have content on climate change. I know that, I think it was Nate who put out a video about climate change a few months back. You could probably find that on our Facebook. Really good. We really recommend um, you to go check that out. He talks about stewardship and... Yeah, it was uh, like, what should Christians think about environmentalism? um, But she was talking about climate change and her epiphany, her wonderful wisdom was basically people should just stop having children and that would preserve earth for future generations. Let that sink in. (laughs) Because people live forever, right? If we just stop having children, then we'll stop using resources that are derived from the earth, 
which will give the earth time to regenerate itself. And oh my gosh, and then it will be fine. But the problem here is that if we just don't have children, there's going to be no one left on the earth to even like see if her hypothesis is indeed a correct one. I'm telling you guys, this girl does not. Wow, how did she get elected? I don't know. How was she cum laude at Boston University? She can't even math. Every Here's the other thing. She's such a socialist. She's not even paying attention to all the other socialist countries in the world that are now exempting you from all taxes. I think this was Hungary that I saw. If you have four kids or more. Yeah. And then other countries are giving out all kinds of tax China breaks. China gives stuff. out all kinds well, of incentives. China's limit of one... Uh, kid is now two. Yep. Like, I mean, it's still terrible because they're aborting like crazy. And but... there are incentives for for in, uh, in China to bring women to China. Like, there are so many men because of their one-child policy. Right. Everyone wanted a son to carry on the family name mm-hmm. that there's literally right. no women for these men to marry. So China has massive incentive for foreign women to come in and marry these Chinese men. Because there's no one to like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Have babies with. There's no one to yeah. marry. The idea yeah. of like stop having kids and that will solve things clearly is yeah. not even rooted in any type of like science, logic, or yeah. common knowledge of what you know is going on around the world. Yeah, and all this scurrying about to try and fix your problem is because you built your country. Or your economic ideal was built on something other than the family, which is what God says society should be built on. Societies are to be built off the family. Well, I brought this this out of all of the stupid things she has said. This one up in particular. Because I find it super interesting how she elevates the creation of the earth and sustaining Mm -hmm. that above sustaining the human which was created in the imago day so we're going to stop creating image bearers and we're going to start worshiping the earth and she would probably not state it like that obviously that's essentially what it is is we're elevating the earth as the ultimate good and we are forsaking that which god has commanded us to do which is to be fruitful and multiply to fill the earth and to subdue it like that's what he's told us to do specifically was to fill it so she's mm-hmm. saying, no, don't fill it. Yeah. Stop filling Empty it. Empty it. Empty it. Yeah. Drain it of all of the fruitfulness that you have cultivated thus far. Well, and the, the purpose for the planting of trees and all the other stuff was to sustain humans. Yeah. I just backwards. found this one, this one quote of hers particularly disturbing because of just how anti-God and how just unbiblical it is from its very premise that we should just forsake God and his command to humanity because she thinks she understands what is best. And isn't that just demonic? Yeah, because it's op- it's antichrist. It's like anti-God. Yeah, it literally is antichrist. There's yeah. no other term that would be better suited for what she is proposing for people to do. So pay attention to these narratives, Christians, as you're listening to This stuff that you see on the news that's happening in the world because these bills end up changing regulations for even how you drive your car. And all politics are local politics. Yeah. So pay attention to it. It will affect you and what's going on around you. It may not seem like something that happens in New York City is going to affect you in any way or that some politician in the Bronx 
and queens are mm-hmm. going to affect you in your life in any way, but it will. There's always a trickle down. Right. And we do, like Erica said, we do follow New York culture in our country. This is kind of where it all starts. So I think that is all we have for this episode. Don't forget to like, comment, and share the episode. We really appreciate it. We love to engage with you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe to Rebel Alliance Media so that way you get all of our new episodes every week. We hope you tune in next week. We pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened by the power of the Spirit. And until next time, get woke. Let's start with the microphone check. One, two, first. Water to the dry and weary soul of the true church. The kind of things that few search. They say that the truth hurts. Well, this pain is gained, so let's explain the new birth. First things first, can't neglect this at the start. I must preface my remarks with the deadness of the heart from original sin. The effects of the fall. The sin of our first parents brought death to us all. Since Adam was our federal head, what he did counted for us. In him were all rebels and dead. Yo, captured in the mind, disaster, sin and crimes in a dark state, Alaska in the winter time, sour in our frames, left to ourselves, we be devoured in the flames, cause we're powerless to change, if you feel that way, I pray that you respond happily, as you see what Jesus had to say in John chapter 3. Verse 1 is my thesis, it's the deepest Truth that should get you speechless What scripture teaches, will fill in the missing pieces Picture Jesus meeting up with Nicodemus Perhaps it was fright about the other Pharisees Wicked spite against Christ that turned this into naked night He called the rabbi and gave him props Said he was a teacher from God Jesus replied, made him stop Regarding the kingdom of God, no one's going in In fact, you can't even see it unless you're born again That must have consumed and stretched his mind Cause he said, can a man enter his mother's womb a second? Naturalistically, the only way for him to hear it Jesus said you must be born of the water and the spirit No other way to enter heaven That sounds like Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27 In this new birth, the spirit is the source and the agent The water symbolizes spiritual purification Flesh can only produce flesh, that's true and factual Regenerating work of the spirit is supernatural It's kind of like the wind, which is free East to west can't perceive the steps You can only see its effects In the same way the Holy Spirit chooses who he pleases to sovereignly open their eyes to the truth of Jesus. For the spirit's mysterious operation uh-huh. We will all be under serious condemnation I'd still be rejecting the sun If God hadn't said let there be light Like Genesis 1, yeah And just like the light could not refuse to shine Irresistible grace has renewed my mind Let's exalt the king who died and truly is risen The new birth is not the effect of human decision But the cause, it changes our natural habitation The situation, it's a radical transformation I was cursed and polluted So my dirt was inexcusable with new internal his person is beautiful, his worth is indisputable The lamb is amazing, a standing ovation for his work in the crucible So let us respond with true worship and love To the God who has given new birth from above <laughs>